This Compass presentation, Weapons of Mass Instruction, by Russ Miller, was presented at the Stealing the Mind Bible Conference. To view more Stealing titles, get information on our Holy Land trips and future Bible conferences, go to compass.org. After Joshua had led the Israelites across the Jordan into the Promised Land, there arose another generation that knew not the Lord. And they forsook the Lord God of their fathers and father and followed other gods. It took the Israelites one generation to go from being a God-honoring nation to being a pagan nation. How many generations? One generation. Have you wondered why red states are turning blue? It's not because Californians are moving there. Let's look at the weapons of mass instruction. The Bible tells us the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The greatest educator in U.S. history, Noah Webster, stated the genuine source of correct Republican principles is the Bible, particularly the New Testament. Of our founding fathers, 93% of the signers of the Declaration of Independence were Christians. 95% of the authors of the U.S. Constitution were Christians. This nation was not meant to be a Christian theocracy, but it was based on Christian principles, morals, and absolutes, which founded the greatest nation in the history of the world. Our great founding fathers and early leaders, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Thomas Edison, George Washington Carver, they all had one thing in common. None of them spent one second in a public school, and they were highly, highly educated. Thomas Jefferson could write a sentence in Latin and another sentence in Greek at the same time. Those were our founding fathers. Voluntary public schools taught directly from the Bible. In fact, our university systems were started out as Christian seminaries. The first mandatory public school opened in Boston in 1819. And the first government-run teacher's college opened in 1822. Socialist uh, Roger Owen stated, If teachers are trained by the government, they will do the government's bidding. The Bible warns there will come in the last days scoffers, willingly ignorant by the word of God, the world that was being overflowed with water perished. It was in the early 1800s that old earth beliefs were invented based on the belief there was never a global flood and the stratified layers that make up the crust of the earth formed slowly over long ages of time. Well, Jesus said, you know, good from evil by the fruit. The first fruit of these old earth beliefs was Darwinian evolution. Millions of years, billions of years is the foundation of Darwinism. This is Karl Marx. He's known as the father of communism. He said his goals were to dethrone God and destroy capitalism. He said we must abolish the nuclear family and replace home education with social education. This is Charles Eliot. He was appointed to be the president of Harvard 10 years after Darwin's book came out. He dedicated his life to making millions of years leading to Darwinism the new foundation for America's educational system. In the late 1800s, this Princeton professor 
foretold that a centralized system of national education will prove most appalling for the propagation of anti-Christian and atheistic unbelief. And by the turn of the century, by 1900, public education was filled with Darwinists, socialists, communists, and humanists, all who considered children nothing but evolving animals, their minds a blank slate on which they could impose their ideology. Vladimir Lenin stated, Give me your four-year-olds, and in one generation I will build a socialist state. How many generations? One generation. This teacher who actually saw our top 10 Darwinian beliefs teaching and became a Christian, quit her public school job and started teaching in a Christian school, told me that a teacher's union rep was pushing to begin four-year-olds in kindergarten and told them the sooner we get kids away from their parents and into the hands of knowledgeable teachers, the better. Because it's much easier to indoctrinate a four- or a five-year-old than it is to change the mind of a 14- or 16-year-old. The Bible talks about those who are ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. The weapons of mass instruction, uh, based on the, the ideas of Marxist Antonio Gramsci from Italy, he believed that the way to destroy Western civilization was to corrupt people's faith in biblical absolutes and biblical morals, causing Western civilization to rot internally and implode upon itself. The weapons of mass instruction include encouraging and causing kids to lose their faith in biblical morals and Christian absolutes. John Adams, our second president and founding father, stated, Our Constitution was made for a moral and a religious people. It's wholly inadequate to the government of any other. To handle the freedoms we were given from our biblical creator, you have to have high moral and ethical standards or you cannot handle those freedoms, which explains a lot of the problems we have in our nation today. In 2 Timothy, we're warned of men of corrupt minds, reprobate, depraved, concerning the faith. John Dewey was the first president of the American Humanist Association, the largest atheist group in America. He was also the co-author of the Humanist Manifesto, which is based on millions of years leading to Darwinian evolution being true. He introduced progressive education into our public school systems. It is now the dominant teaching system in our public schools. Social reformers developed Pavlonian and Darwinian-based theories on public education that are foundation to today's educational philosophies. Kids are taught what to think instead of how to think. Let me give you a perfect example, example from this homework assignment. Kids... Let's do this exercise. Take the role of a Roman disturbed by the rise of Christianity and write a letter telling why you are opposed to Christianity. Now, learning how to think would say, take a role of a Roman and tell us what you think about the rise of Christianity. But they're already telling the kids you're disturbed by it and you're opposed to it. That's telling kids what to think instead of how to think. Dewey stated, you can't make socialists out of individualists. Children who know to, how to think for themselves spoil the harmony of the collective society which is coming. 
In 2 Timothy, it tells about evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse. It was a 1962 ACLU lawsuit that outlawed prayer in school. And 1963 is the year to keep in mind. This is the year when our nation that had been so richly blessed by our biblical creator threw him out of our public squares, schools, and venues. We kicked out the foundation for our very freedoms. We kicked out the foundation for the gospel of Jesus Christ and replaced that in 1963 by beginning to teach our children and future generations the foundation of the atheistic humanist worldview, which is millions of years leading to Darwinism. We began teaching our children there was no God, there was no creator. You evolved through millions of years of death and suffering. All you are is an animal. Five, within two years, the sexual revolution exploded. The drug culture exploded. We began aborting our own children within 10 years. We've aborted over 62 million American citizens. Based on the belief, they're nothing but evolving animals. And how crazy is that in a nation to teach our children and future generations there's no creator when we live in a nation whose freedoms come from our creator? If we don't have a creator, we have no creator-given freedoms. And if you've noticed your freedoms disappearing over the past year, you can go right back to teaching our future generations there is no creator. The founder of the ACLU said that communism is their goal. They shared their first offices with the masses newspaper, the largest communist newspaper in this nation. Marxist Saul Alinsky published his book, Rules for Radicals, in 1971. It lays out the foundation on how to destroy Western civilization, especially the United States of America, by undermining faith in, guess what? Biblical morals and biblical absolutes. That is always their foundational target. Alinsky is known as the original community organizer. Does that term sound familiar to anybody? <laughs> he recognized Lucifer in his opening dedication, stating Lucifer was the very first radical who rebelled and inherited his own kingdom. He said the first step in, for a community organizer is community disorganization. His rules were the community organizer gets into various groups and divides people, gets people opposed to one another. And then they always compromise to end the disputes toward the radical position, which is why our nation and, and all keeps going left and left and left. Well, how do you divide people? You divide them any way you can by race, religion, Income, gender, sexual orientation, politics. Divide people any way you can. Does that sound like the United States of America over the last 20 years? Well, what about those jerks that won't compromise? How do you deal with them? He said you marginalize those people. How? He said the most potent weapon of the community organizer is name-calling. Call them names, racist, homophobe, conspiracy theorist, unloving. And what will happen is that person will stand there and all the people that agree with them will back away and leave them standing on their own. And Saul Alinsky, the original community organizer, said the best student I ever had 
was Hillary Clinton. Our nation is in a world of hurt. In, we'll, we'll get to that. The published communist goals published were read on the Congress floor in 1963. They included get control of education and teachers unions. John Dewey considered activist teachers as change agents who could indoctrinate children to want to change their society. When you live in the greatest nation in the history of the world because you were blessed to be born here, in my case, nothing that I did to deserve it, why in the world would you want to destroy that? Because you, only if you've been indoctrinated as a, as a young child through our public education system. The weapons of mass instruction include employing radical activist teachers to indoctrinate kids to hate their nation, to be embarrassed of Christianity, and to want to change this nation. Think about what Joseph Stalin says here. Education is a weapon the effect of which is determined by the hands which wield it. You guys remember the Antifa riots, especially up in Portland? Two out of three of those arrested right here were public school teachers. You imagine putting your children and grandchildren under their teachings and belief because they believe your children and your grandchildren are revolving animals, their minds a blank slate on which these people can impose their ideology. And the teachers' unions make up the largest group supporting the socialist Marxist agenda. Public goals of the communists included belittling American history and culture, especially Christianity. Marx said the first battlefield is the rewriting of a nation's history. The weapons of mass instruction include teaching children to be ashamed of our nation. Kids born in the greatest, freest nation in the history of the world are being taught to be ashamed of their country. What other country would do this to themselves? Mind-boggling. Lenin stated... If we can kill the national pride and patriotism of just one generation, how many generations? One generation, we will have won that country. We're almost at the point of checking that off the list. The weapons of mass instruction include convincing children to reject Christianity. This textbook tells kids, Jesus learned the Jewish religion and then started his own religion. Hey, what happened to that separation of church and state that's found nowhere in the U.S. Constitution, by the way? Oh, that's only separation if you're promoting Christianity. No separation needed to attack it, though. This teacher's uh, guidebook tells teachers to teach the children that Christians were the true persecutors of the Roman era. Founding Father Jedediah Moore stated, whenever the pillars of Christianity shall be overthrown, our present Republican forms of government must fall with them. Not might fall with them, must fall with them. The weapons include employing radical textbook writers, authors, and publishers. Adolf Hitler said, let me control the textbooks and I will control the state. Hitler understood the importance of indoctrinating the youth. He stated, he alone who owns the youth gains the future. 
Public school change agents understand this very well. The Weatherman Underground was a 1960s and 1970s terrorist group that ignited dozens and dozens of bombs around the country. They bombed several police stations. They bombed the U.S. Capitol building. It wasn't as bad as when people trespassed on January 6th, but they, <laughs> they bombed the building. The Underground's motto, they wanted to destroy the U.S. and form a communist world. William Ayers was one of their founding members. He escaped justice on a technicality. He's a trained community organizer, and he spent his career as a public school textbook editor. Barack Obama launched his political career in this man's living room. This book, uh, People's History of the United States, the author employs socialist and Marxist propaganda to promote our nation's failures and shortcomings, making heroes out of socialists and Marxists. Have you heard some of these? These are coming from this guy's book. You've heard these things now, and here's where it's coming from. He teaches that Columbus killed millions of natives. He was a murderer. That white supremacist Christians founded the USA. And that the Civil War was not a, to free the slaves. It was about capitalism. Have you heard that? Yeah, I spoke here last October, and a teacher came up to me afterwards. He said, I, for, for 30 years, I, that Russ, that's not right. For 30 years, I taught that the, the Civil War was, was about uh, economics, not about slavery. I said, the South was locked into slave labor. That was their economics. But it was all about slavery. And he said, well, I never even realized that. Never thought about that. And the battle hymn of the Republic says, as Christ died to make men holy, let us die to make men free. Tens and tens of thousands of Americans gave their lives to get rid of the yoke of slavery. That should be what we should celebrate together and bring everybody together. You're literally spitting on people's graves that gave their lives to get rid of slavery. The goal of this book is to cause kids to hate and be embarrassed of their nation and embrace socialism. And think about this, hold on to your chairs. This book, A People's History of the United States, is the number one selling textbook in US history. Can you believe it? What kind of a country would teach this to their children? Wow. Talk about Romans 1, uh, 15 to 32, and God's going to give people a reprobate mind. If people turn their back on God like we did in 1963, he's going to give them a reprobate, a depraved mind. We are there. We have been there for a number of years. When you have a chance today, take two minutes and read Romans 1, 15 to 32. And please keep 1963 in mind when we turned our back on God as a nation. It will blow you away with the truth of God's word. Black Lives Matter. Two out of three of their co-founders are trained Saul Alinsky community Marxist organizers. They say they hate capitalism, but once they start getting donations, they sure changed their mind in a hurry, didn't they? <laughs> Bought a few multi-million dollar homes, right? I know you're thinking, Russ, you're so politically correct. BLM curriculum is now being taught in our public schools from seniors in high school down to kindergartners. 
teaching a kindergartner any such thing as child abuse. They teach, they promote defunding police, opening borders, closing jails, abortion on demand. Every one of those things harm the black community more than anybody. You tell me one thing they've done to help the black community. Yeah, throw it out there all together, exactly. But it did make the, these three a lot of money. And, and I know some school teachers, I, my son lives next door to a school teacher in Flagstaff, and I'd go over to his house and the teacher would have this big BLM sticker in the back of her car. And I would be thinking, I didn't say anything. Someone said, uh-oh. No, no, I bit my tongue, bit my tongue. And God was good, I didn't run into the person. So that was probably even, even more of it. But I'm just thinking, hey, did you send them $25? I wonder how many $25 donations went into their multi-million dollar mansions they're now buying. Unbelievable. Marxist writings use racism, anti-Christian rhetoric, white supremacy, and name-calling. It's all name-calling, which comes from Saul Alinsky's rules for radicals to divide people and indoctrinate children to be embarrassed of their nation and want to change their country. So I was speaking on a college campus, and the professors helped me out by giving the kids extra credit to come there and harass and attack me. It was awesome because it filled up the auditorium, and then I could just slaughter Darwinism and thank the professors. And initially I thought, man, these professors are really stupid. But after about three meetings, they stopped giving the kids extra credit to come there. But I'm sitting there, and this one kid's just swearing and cursing at me the whole time. He's about 15 feet back from where I was. And uh, um, anyways, I finally, at one point in time, he looked at me and said, we're going to destroy this country. And I stopped and I said, I'm, in my, I'm 60 plus years old. I've lived in the greatest nation in the history of the world my whole life. You're destroying your future, not my future. You're the one that's going to eat it. You ever talk to a dog, try to talk to a dog, and, and they, they're really wanting to understand, but they can't, and they're doing this thing like that. You ever do that? The whole rest of the time, the kid shut up and he sat there going. I thought, let's throw Fido a bone over here. But the weapons of mass instruction include using sex education, again, to undermine children's Christian morals and beliefs. The Bible says, even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate, a depraved mind, being filled with all unrighteousness and fornication. Many sex education videos are nothing short of absolute pornography. Students are given free birth control pills. 12-year-old girls are taught how to put condoms on zucchinis. They're not teaching kids how to put a condom on a zucchini. A monkey could figure that out. They're telling those little 12-year-old girls, you're not doing this already? What, you don't already do this? See, if they can get a 12-year-old or 13-year-old pregnant, it will pretty much destroy their lives. They may kill their own child and have to live with that guilt forever. They, they may uh, end up on welfare, which is really what they love, and voting Democrat. On and on we can go. Andy touched upon this, by the way. Um, and over half of public school kids are now engaging in sex if they're above eighth grade. Wow. Romans 1, they're haters of God, despiteful, proud boasters, inventors 
of evil things. The Obama administration's safe school czar wrote the foreword for the teacher's instruction book, Queering Elementary Education. Children today, kindergartners, are being taught transgender ideology. Kindergartners, think about when you were five years old. Do you have a child or a grandchild that's five years old? Can you even imagine approaching them with anything like this? They are in no way mentally ready or to handle that. The sooner they can get them away from their parents and into the hands of knowledgeable change agents, the better they like it. This uh, teacher's guide on how to indoctrinate kids on gender inclusiveness instructs teachers to interrupt any children they hear using the terms he or she and explain to them how doing so is wrong. Can you imagine you're seven years old and you're talking to your friend, yeah, he did this, and a teacher tell you how that was wrong? How confusing must that be? A California mom was asked to come into the school her daughter had just turned 12, and they wanted her to meet with, the, with her daughter's teacher and principal. So the mother went into the school where she was told that her daughter was part of the school's equality club, which was a gay and lesbian club. They call it equality club, so the parents won't know what's going on. They also told the mother that her daughter was actually a male and had been given a male name that he went by at school. The mother is in shock and in tears and says to them, well, she never, her daughter, she never said any of this to our family. After she left, the school called Child Protective Services on the mother and the police were sent to their home to see if they should remove the children from their loving parents. Why? What horrible thing had her mother done? She referred to her daughter as a she. And for that, the public school system wanted to take their children away from them. On January 1st of this year, the governor of Washington state signed into law. That's much nicer to him than I would have been. That children 13 to 17 years old could go through gender changes without parental consent or knowledge. Wow. The Romans talks about those without natural affection, unmerciful. These people are horrible. Their biggest position is slaughtering babies. And I, 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 okay, I need to say something about abortion. In a room of this size, I'm sure there are several women that have had abortions. Make sure you get that right with Jesus. He will, he will forgive you like this. Amen. And women, please just tune me out for a second. I've got to talk to the guys. Guys are kind of dense. Have any of you women ever noticed that? <laughs> we are. We're kind of dense, okay? Hey, guys, for every woman that's had an abortion, there's a man that's had an abortion too, okay? You make sure you get it right with Jesus. And he'll forgive you too. But let's move on here. A woman called me and said they have a 14-year-old daughter who is now a freshman in high school, but she has mental learning disabilities, and she reads at a first-grade level. She said that every year, though, the school just passes her. She does no homework, doesn't learn anything, can't improve, and they just pass her and pass her and pass her. 
And um, she said, as a freshman, though, the daughter started coming home, and she'd just go in her room and close the door and wouldn't talk to the family. And finally, they, they got out of her that she is being gang-raped at school every single day. And the school knows it. The principal and the counselor met with the girl and told her, just don't tell your parents. Schools today are not about education. And they're not about fixing their problems. They're all about covering up their problems. That's the reason they want to get rid of testing, which keeps showing us that we're becoming, we have the worst educational system in the industrialized world. In 1962, top public school issues were kids chewing gum in class and talking at a turn. Today, it's pregnancy, gang rape, abortion, mass murder, homosexuality, and boys turning into girls, and girls turning into boys, and on and on it goes. But in the meantime, Jesus is banned from public schools. I think you can say biblical absolutes and Christian morals have been undermined in this country. Harry Truman told the nation in 1950, the fundamental basis of the nation's law was given to Moses on the Mount, the Ten Commandments. He warned, if we don't have the proper moral background, we will end up with a totalitarian government. I would say we're this close, but I think maybe we're already there. Notice how it always goes back to biblical morals. Biblical morals. Educational goals include convincing children to accept the coming one world government. The Humanist Manifesto 2 states, We deplore to the vision of humankind on nationalistic grounds and look to the development of a system of world law and order based upon a transnational federal government. This former Nebraska senator stated, Bible-believing people do not have the right to indoctrinate their children and their religious beliefs because we, the state, are preparing them for when America will be part of a one-world global society and Christian children will not fit in. This was stated 40 years ago. It is a million times worse out there today. And Colossians were warned, beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the rudiments of the world. Abraham Lincoln stated, the philosophy of the classroom today will be the philosophy of the government tomorrow. If you're wondering why red states are turning blue, it's because every year about 700,000 more kids who've come up through our public education system are getting to voting age. It's not because Californians are moving there. Because your children and your grandchildren are voting for this. Thomas Jefferson said, If a nation expects to be ignorant and free, it expects what never was and never will be. Thomas Sowell warned, Ours may become the first civilization destroyed not by the power of our enemies, but by the ignorance of our teachers and the dangerous nonsense they are teaching our children. To any Christians in here that are teachers and consider themselves being the salt and the light. And I imagine we have Christians in here that are teachers. And I would say we need all of you in there we can get. But you need to be following some rules. You can't, if you're in there convincing parents their kids are in public or in good hands in public education, you are doing a great disservice. You should be in there doing the best you can 
and convincing parents and grandparents to get their kids out of public schools. This former U.S. Department of Education official told the National Governors Association, what we're into is the total transformation of society. We no longer see teaching facts and information as the primary purpose of education. To those teachers, you probably know this, I hope, but the Department of Education and the National Education Association are not there for your benefit. They could care less about you except for your votes. They are there for teachers' unions and administrators. Think about this. We spend $17,000 per child on education. We have the most expensive educational system in the world. Stop asking for more money. I'm going to show you where, where you need to ask for that money here in a second. If we spend $17,000 per child, a class of 30 costs over half a million dollars, $510,000 a year. Think about this. If your teacher gets $45,000 a year, where does the other $465,000 per classroom go? Per classroom times millions of classrooms. Teachers, start demanding you get your money from these people. We could cut that budget in half, pay you $100,000, and still be flush with cash. It's being skimmed off the top. In fact, the uh, NEA General Counsel told their national committee meeting, the NEA and its affiliates have been singled out by right-wing bleeps because we are the leading advocates of the type of liberal, that is Marxist agenda, that these groups find unacceptable. And he said, it's not because we care about children, it's because we have power. And when you're skimming 400 plus thousand dollars per classroom times millions of classrooms, you have power. Again, this teacher told me, there are many Christian teachers in the public school system, but they are scared to death to say the wrong thing and lose their job. Boy, you, I understand you're between a rock and a hard place, but be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners if you are assuring parents their kids are safe in public school, you are doing a disservice. Do your best you, as you can in that public school system and convince parents to get their kids out of it. Well, parents, as Charles Stanley said, when you send your child into a public school, you're sending them into a pagan society. Parents, your child is your responsibility to raise and educate Attending a public school, think about this, attending a public school and getting an education are not the same thing at all. Our, our kindergartners score in the top 90% in the world in testing, our kindergartners. By the time they graduate high school, they're in the bottom 15% in the world. Public school curriculum promotes a progressive, socialist, humanist agenda all aimed at collapsing the USA into a one-world global society. The U.S. Department of Education admits only one out of three kids are at grade level or above. Two out of three are below grade level. Yet 90% of parents think their child in public school is above grade level. There's a great disconnect here. 25% of high school graduates... If you went to public school, that means one out of four. 
25% of high school graduates cannot read that sentence. They are functionally illiterate. Functionally, one out of four are functionally illiterate when they graduate high school. 40 million U.S. high school grads can't read that sentence today. 67%, two out of three high school seniors are deemed unfit for college or the workforce. Two out of three. A report called, titled The Nation at Risk was put together in 1983, 40 years ago at about our public schools. They wrote 40 years ago, if an unfriendly power had attempted to impose on America the mediocre educational performance that exists today, we might well have viewed that as an act of war. Schools were a million times better 40 years ago than what we have today. Parents tried to exercise what they thought was their right of free speech at school board meetings late last year, prote uh, protesting mask mandates and CRT. The president of the National Board Association wrote to President Brandon. claiming that the school board was under immediate threat from parents engaging in domestic terrorism and hate crimes. And the DOJ and the FBI were instructed to use the power of the federal government to crush these parents, investigate and prosecute where they could. You all heard of the uh, transgender restrooms in Loudoun County. It actually made news. They were, they were pushing for transgender restrooms, and a boy dressed in a skirt and a blouse brutally raped, and my wife said, don't get into details, raped a girl in the restroom there, and the school covered it up. So the girl's father attended a school board meeting to complain about his daughter being brutally raped and them not doing anything about it. He was insulted, berated, Beaten by police, arrested, and charged with crimes, the school district wanted to put him in prison. Meanwhile, the rapist was quietly transferred to another school where he sexually insulted another child. Christian parents thinking your kids are the salt and the light. Horace Mann, known as the father of public education in this nation, stated, We who are engaged in the sacred cause of education are entitled to look upon all parents as have, having given hostages to our cause. Charles Potter, Unitarian minister and signer of the original Humanist Manifesto, stated, Education is a most powerful ally of humanism, and every public school is a school of humanism. What can the Theistic Sunday School meeting for one hour a week do to stem the tide of a five-day program of humanistic teaching? And the, the answer today is not much. Parents, your child is not an evangelistic tool to take on the multi-billion dollar public education system with trained radical change agents, with teachers' unions, the NEA, the BLM, the CRT, the Let's Go Brandon TQ, the DOJ and the FBI, and other such groups, not to mention massive amounts of peer pressure. Your kids are not going to make it as salt and light. 
This former uh, teacher and Christian said, homosexuals, radical environmentalists, and atheists are given free reign to pervert the mind of your child by a public school system eager to attack Christian educators and undermine Christian children. Today, 90% of Christians put their kids in public school, and by the age of 20, 90% of kids leave the church. Your kids are not going to be able to hold up to things that probably most of us couldn't even hold up to. John Duffy wrote in The Humanist, the battle for humankind's future must be waged and won in the public school classroom by teachers who correctly perceive their role as proselytizers of a new faith, a religion and humanity that will replace the rotting corpse of Christianity. Believers, pray for your family and make the best investment of your lives and get your family out of the public schools. If every Christian would take their family out of public schools, the public schools would lose funding and they would collapse within two weeks and we could demand that they rebuild them the way we want them built. But as long as you send them to public school... You're supporting the whole system. Get your family out of the public schools because you have seen the village and it is destroying your family and it has destroyed this nation. How many generations does it take to go from being a God-honoring nation to being a pagan nation? One generation. Let me end this with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I just beg you to give us the strength to put on your whole armor in these times as we're going to need it like never before. I ask you to give us the strength and the faith to carry on, not to give up. You never ask us to give up. You ask us to remain in the faith. I ask people to look for your strength to stay in the battle and get our kids out of this indoctrination system. And one last prayer I would make would be directly to my Lord Jesus. Dear Jesus, please come quickly. Amen. God bless. You've been watching Weapons of Mass Instruction, presented by Russ Miller. To view more stealing titles, get information on our Holy Land trips, and future Bible conferences, go to compass.org.